This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Dogtooth. The cat is the most feared animal there is. Hey Chris, this food's a little bland. Could you pass me the telephone, please? Welcome to Slaughterhouse, Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's no Brett because he is worshipping the superb owl. Who? I'm sorry, Hotlanta. Yeah. Quit using his I'm, government. I'm so bad about that. I keep dead podcast naming him. It's terrible. I'm the worst. The worst. Don't I, dead name people. That's true. Not cool, fam. As Not Brett, cool at all. As Brett would say. <laughs> Hotlanta! I don't respect him, so it's fine. That's true. Yes. <laughs> and we watched Dogtooth. Thanks to me. That remains to uh, be seen. Well, yes. Well, because I saw a trailer for this, I'm like, this looks weird and fucked up. Hey, and it's in Greek. Cool. I'm going to watch this. Or make us watch this. Yeah. And you may and be at least one of those things is true. It is in Greek. Yeah. You may be familiar with the director. We've watched another one of his films. Yes. Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer was the other one we've done. Yes. He's also known for doing a movie called The Favorite. And uh, The Lobster, right? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen The Lobster. I haven't heard about The Lobster much at all, so I don't know. But that's not what we watched. We watched Dogtooth. Right. And uh, it's a movie. It sure is. And how does this movie start, Chris? Well, we start out with a cassette. Yes. And three children in quotes. Three. Yeah. Well, I mean. They are they are someone's children, but they're not childs. Did you just say childs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. Yes, they are adult children. Yeah. But not not uh, as products of divorce. We'll say late teens, early twenties to mid twenties. Yeah. I mean, they're all old enough that they can do nudity in a film, and it's not gross. Yes. And they all do do nudity, so there's that, too. It's and two it, girls. Two, it's it's two two women and, and a man are the children. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's these tapes playing, and are their vocabulary tapes. Yeah. And so, like, the first one is, like, you know, Autokinito Dromo, which literally translates to Automobile Road. Well, maybe not literally, but that's basically what it translates to is automobile road. And they say that it is, I forget what they say it is, but it's definitely, they do not say highway, interstate, any of that, but it's like, you know, it is, I don't know, like it's some kind of thing. I know the sea, they say that a sea is like, you know, body of water, a sea, sea is a type of chair. Yeah. Yeah. The words are all wrong. Yeah, like basic, and and I knew that this was about like 
keeping like children sheltered from the outside. And I was like, oh, I see what they're doing here. They're taking outside words, words involving things that can only happen outside, and they're making them inside words. So that if they ever hear these words, they won't think about like anything outside. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's cool. Because <laughs> my wife is like, what the fuck? Those are, that's not right at all. Because, <laughs> you know, my wife's family or her parents are from Greece. My wife, instead of instead of going to, to Girl Scouts, she got to go to uh, Greek school. So, and, you know, like her aunts and uncles and cousins and parents, uh, you know, and they all speak Greek. Her, you know, her brother and sister speak Greek, too. You know, like, they speak, she understood, like, most of this movie without the without the subtitles. And so they got that, the very beginning, she's like, what? Because, <laughs> like, these words do not mean what they say they mean. What is going on here? Yeah. And then they decide after the lesson... They're going to play hot water finger game. <laughs> yes, which involves holding your water under the hot tap until you can't any longer. And whoever keeps it there, the longest wins. Yeah, it sounds super fun. It kind of reminds me of a game we would play with my cousin. Well, we played once. My brother and I played with my cousin once when there was a uh, like a red ant hill. You know, I don't think they're like technically fire ants, but they are the ones like if they bite you, like they, they feel like fire. And, uh, we all like took our shoes and socks off and went and like pounded around on that hill until, and whoever could stay the longest one. Cause we were dumb. Like I was what in first grade, my brother was in preschool. So, you know. That was a dumb kids game. Yeah. This is apparently a dumb adults game. (laughs) Meanwhile. Back at the Hall of Justice. The super friends have assembled. (laughs) Uh, Every time you say meanwhile, I want to say back at the Hall of Justice. (laughs) That's fair. We're, uh, We're with dad now. And he's got a... Security lady blindfolded in his car, and they're uh, heading back to the house. And she seems willing, like, yeah, he's like, Hey, what's your favorite song? And she's like, Well, I have two. And like, he's just kind of chatting with her as they drive. She's wearing like, like a sleeping mask type blindfold and doesn't seem too perturbed about the fact. But yeah, not, like, kidnapping her or anything. No, this is a, a definitely uh, an arrangement, a consensual arrangement of some sort. Yes. And they uh, they end up at the house. They go up to the uh, the son's room. Oh, and names for everybody never given, so I don't have to feel bad about not knowing anybody's name this time. Although apparently the younger daughter tended to mumble a bit. When she spoke, so my wife and I just started calling her Mumbles <laughs> during the movie. Fair enough. Yeah, that's all I got, really. So, uh... They end up at the house. Dad takes... 
Oh, hi, Christian. Apparently you were just starting to listen to the last episode as we're recording this episode. Yeah, eventually I remember to shut the Discord off when we're recording. <laughs> yeah. So they show up, go up to meet the sun. Uh, they proceed to have... Coitus? Yeah. Yeah, coitus is like, the best word. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so there is like more nudity in this movie than you see in most nudity, most movies. There is more sex in this movie than you see in most movies. It is like the least sexy sex that ever happens in a movie that I've seen. Like, and it's not even because like it's non-consensual for most of it, but like, it's just workaday bland kind of like interaction that people are having when they're having sex, which is fascinating. It's very banal, I think is the best term for it. Yeah, it's like if if aliens were describing how humans had sex. Yeah. In like clinical terms. Yeah. He inserts his phallus into her vulva and <laughs> you know, it's like that level of sexiness that we're talking about here. So they uh they have their coitus. Security lady then proceeds to hang out with the uh, the daughters and they admire her headband which apparently has little gems in it that sparkle in the dark without the aid of power yeah so i'm not sure how that works exactly and then uh she gets blindfolded and taken back to place and handed some cash yeah Because that's the arrangement, apparently, is she has sex with the son for money, which is a tale as old as time. Yeah. And full disclosure, this movie is real dreamy. Yeah. Like a lot of nothing happens. You know what? Oddly enough, this movie reminded me the most of was Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, because he can, he can throw that stake over the mountain. Yes. Or yeah, he can throw the football, throw the football over, over the mountain. Yes. And they do three. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like just the way it's shot, like you have like these, like when he's driving, there's like these just wide open vistas of nothingness. And like it's everything's kind of barren and there's almost no people in every shot. Like there's only a very couple, only a couple people in any shot. Like it just kind of feels like Napoleon. The the sun's kind of a doofus. So like it was just kind of like it's just. There's a town in Greece called Nafplion. So I turned to my wife and said, "Hey, hon, it's Nafplion Dynamite." And she's like, "Jesus Christ, I hate you so much." <laughs> but that's funny. <laughs> but I had to explain that joke because not many people know there's a town in Greece called Nafplion. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, not, probably nobody who listens to this podcast. There's quite a few people in Greece probably who know that there's a town named Nafplion. Like everyone who lives there. Also true. Yes. Hello again, Christian. I think Chris is finally turning off his Discord now. 
I thought I already did. <laughs> yes. So, listeners, if you ever want to interact with us while we're recording, you can post to the Discord. However, you probably won't know what the fuck we're saying, so I'm not sure how that will work. Yeah. But, yeah. So, like, honestly, though, like, this movie, if it was funnier, would just be, like, Napoleon, Greek Napoleon Dynamite. Because they had the weird stilted kind of dialogue like that, too. Like, it's... Yeah, it was weird. I, I for say yeah, this movie reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite. Only no way like Napoleon Dynamite in the story. And uh, we we learned some things. We learned that there's some sort of sticker based reward system. Yes. Yep. Every every evening they count up the number of stickers that they have accumulated, and the person with the most stickers get a gets a prize. And they get to choose, at least this time, they get to choose what the prize is. However, at the meal, the daughter, the youngest daughter, or maybe it's the older, no, the eldest daughter, asks the mother to pass the telephone. And she hands her the shaker of salt. And so, it's like, that's another example of how they've, like, taken a word and changed it. So that, like, if they ever hear the parents talking about a telephone, they're going to think it's, they're talking about salt for some reason. Yeah. So, um, but he chooses to watch a movie and only, and the only movies they have are home videos. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. So like, uh, Christina, the security guard also had, they also like asked her if they, you know, to do a little home movie with them while they were, she was there. And so they had to, they had to record that with their fucking like 1998 camcorder. Yeah. It's all a thing. Yeah. They're all a little weird. Uh, we learn more or less that, the only person who's allowed outside is dad. Yep. And he has to do it in the car. Yeah. The car is the only way to leave safely. Yes. To the point that, and I don't think we're there yet, but to the point that when a little toy airplane gets thrown outside the compound, like not even on the road, but between like the gate that they, that, that closes their compound and the road he has to open the gate, get in the car, drive forward 15 feet, and then open the yeah. door, reach down, grab the plane, and back up again because you're not allowed to walk outside there. Yeah. But we also find out that they have a, a, a brother, the, that there's a brother outside that the, the brother inside thinks is throwing rocks at him. So he keeps throwing rocks over the fence at his brother that's outside and the eldest daughter throws cake over the wall to the, to the brother that's out there so that he can have a treat. Yeah. You know, to help out. Yeah. Cause you know, that's what feral brothers like the most is cake. Oh yeah. A common, common thing we all know. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh yeah, but they kind of gamify everything. Like everything's a competition. Yeah. Between the, for the three, 
like to the point where like the, the two girls are they have like a fake medical exam and then the younger one says hey i got some new anesthetic do you want to do you want to basically do some and see who wakes up first and they win. And so she basically pours chloroform on two towels. They put the towels up their faces and pass out. And then whoever wakes up first wins. <laughs> I don't I was super into the ether game. I don't know. That seems like a fun thing to do. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I probably would have done it, but it was just like, wow, they will just turn anything into a game or a contest in this movie. Won't they? <laughs> Yeah, and this is going to sound like we're disjointedly retelling this, but the whole thing is fucking disjointed, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the second time that we see Christina show up, though, the security guard, she wants the brother to, you know, perform cunnilingus upon her. Mm -hmm. And he's really just says, no, I'm not into that. I want to do it the way you always do it. Yeah. So. They have the coitus, but then Christina goes to the eldest daughter and says, Hey, if you'll lick me, I'll give you my, my new, my headband that you liked. And the eldest daughter's like, what? And she's like, no, no. If you, if you lick me, I'll give you this headband. And she's like, okay. And then, so it's like, where do you want me to lick you? And then, you know, Christina's like, you know. On my lady parts, because yeah. that's how cunnilingus works. And uh, so she does. And that way, at least Christina like gets some kind of enjoyment out of the whole situation. Because <laughs> the brother's not doing it for her. Yeah. And this leads into the older sister trying to trade the headband to younger sister in exchange for licking. And I know what you're thinking, but that doesn't happen yet. <laughs> yet. This is just yeah. shoulder licking between two siblings like normal people. Yes. I mean, who hasn't licked their, their sibling's shoulder before? <laughs> in exchange for a headband with shiny stones. That shine in the dark without power. Without power? <laughs> That's insane. And, uh... You know, in case you haven't picked up on it, shit's weird in this house. Yes. Um, what else do they do? There's... Uh, well, I think this is when they get in the airplane fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when... Yeah, so the brother... At one point, they see an airplane fly over, and the... It's the in the, the movie. Hmm? It's in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in the movie that they're watching when the brother who has 52 stickers, which is more than the 47 or the 31 that the other two siblings have. Um, they yeah, they see a, in the movie, the whole movie, they see a plane fly overhead and the eldest daughter's like, oh, if that one falls, I'm going to get it. And uh, so they have like apparently they've been taught that airplanes are the size that they appear in the sky and that sometimes they fall. And they're these, and and they have this toy airplane that they're like playing keep away from each other with, basically. And then the the daughter gets a hold the hold of it and is like, "Well, if I can't have it, nobody can have it," and throws it outside. And that's when we get the whole car getting getting in the car to get the plane thing. Yeah, and then as 
as vengeance for uh, brother stealing it, she just slices him on the forearm with a goddamn fucking kitchen knife. Yeah, chef's knife, yeah. Just, like, runs up and just slashes him. <laughs> yep. Because they all have the fucking emotional maturity of, like, six-year-olds. Yeah. And, man, when this movie goes for it, it's, like, it goes for it. Yeah, and, like, and it's part of it is because the rest of the movie is so muted that when something really, like, big happens, like, just fucking slicing someone's arm open, like, it hits harder than it normally would. Like, because there's not even, like, a lot of blood or anything, but you're just like, oh, shit! Like, as soon as that happens, you know? Like, you're not expecting it. It comes out of nowhere, almost. And it's way different than anything that's happened so far in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, so she cuts him up, gives him a good slash. She gets the shit slapped out of her for her troubles from mom. Yeah, mom basically, like, sits on her chest and just starts smacking her on the head as hard as she can with her hand. Doesn't say a word to her, just slaps the shit out of her and then walks away. Yeah. Which is somehow worse. Yes. Because it's not even like, I, like, why did you do that? What's wrong with you or anything? It's just like, nope, you fucked up. Here's your punishment. I'm very angry and I'm out. Smack, smack, smack. Bye. Yeah. Uh, this is when dad rescues the airplane by driving the car two car lengths out of the driveway. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, the next oh. day, the uh, this is the cat part, right? Um. Oh, well, the father at one point goes to a kennel. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they have a dog. Yeah, they have a dog that is being trained to do things. Obey orders or whatever. I don't know. Like a security dog, basically, I guess. Yeah. Um, And so, like, its name is Rex, and it looks like a fucking, like, mangy mutt, and it refuses to come to him when he calls. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, in fairness, the dog needs trained to some degree, it seems. Or the dog's just really smart because this dude is not a normal person. Also true. Oh, we also find out that he owns a factory. Does he own it? Or at least or he works I at a factory. He, I think he at least manages it, maybe owns it. Yeah, he's at least upper middle management. Yeah. And based on the uh the uh screensaver that this is set somewhere around Windows 98. The XP is it XP? Yeah. Okay. Because you can't fucking tell what time this is set in most in, in the house because he drives like the fucking like 1975 Mercedes box car. Yeah, he has uh, a flip phone. He has a flip phone. The wife uses a fucking rotary phone to call him at work during the day. Oh, a secret rotary are- phone. A secret rotary phone, but the kids later talk about how mom is in her bedroom talking to herself again. <laughs> yeah. When she's probably just either calling the husband or calling her friends to gossip. <laughs> and, um, and like the camcorder, like I said, the camcorder looks like it's from like 1998. It's one of those little, like, uh, it's not like the big ones that sit on your shoulder, but it's the one that's got like the big long eyepiece that points up kind of at an angle out of the top. Yeah, they do a pretty good job of making this kind of 
out of out of any particular time. Kind of like it follows. Like you're kind of like I'm not sure what the time period is for this movie. So yeah. it could be any time period where, like, from 1998 later. Yeah, it's somewhere in between 1998 to present. Yeah. So, uh, we now know that mom has a secret phone. Yep. And, oh, and apparently mom and dad watch porn at night and get it on because, like, my wife saw more old man balls in this movie than she was expecting. (laughs) Well, I guess that's fair. You know, I mean, at least this movie is very equal opportunity on the nudity. Like you get, and you get to see like everything, even like, you know, usually you see like boobs, a a butt and or a dick and it's boobs, butt, dick and vulva. Like, yeah, they go all in. Yeah. It, It definitely helped the ratio. Oh Yeah. Because our ratio was getting a little wonky. It was. And it even like, like you get to see a little bit of the porn, like some chick blowing a guy. Like, I'm like, whoa, I was not expecting that in a movie. Yeah, I was like, huh, what's that do to the Oscar nominated, was it? Yep. (laughs) I mean, it didn't work for Brown Bunny, but I guess it worked for them. For this one. So, uh, at at some point, (laughs) a wild cat appears. Yeah, which is not uncommon in Greece. Like, there are, like, Greece is kind of a cat culture, and they'll just have cats roaming around. People will feed them. It's 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 whatever. It's normal. And uh, this panics the children. Because they've never seen a fucking cat before. Yeah. And, no uh... idea what it is. The, the son decides he's going to protect everybody. With a pair of fucking hedge trimmers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the cat does not fare well, let's say. No. Apparently that cat was blind, which is why he could, like, because he stalks up on the cat with these hedge clippers. And it's just kind of just sitting there, like, doop-de-doo. And then he, like, pounces on it. And you can see the aftermath that he, like, attacked it with the shears. Yeah. I mean, guts hanging out the we- whole bit. Which, again, though, like, just because, like, the rest of this movie is so muted, like, that one single bit of even implied violence, like, really kind of shocks you. Yeah, and for the most part, it's off screen except for the aftermath. Yeah. And, um, let's see, what else? Oh, there's a, they have a pool. Yeah. And... Uh, they, the kids are practicing swimming in the pool and holding their breath. And, but then after the porn, I guess after the porn, right after the porn, the, the husband and wife have a discussion while their mother have a discussion and they've decided that she's going to be having twins, a boy and a girl. And so the father comes out and gives the kids the good news that the, her mother, their mother is going to be giving birth to twins and a dog. Yeah, twins and a dog, like and, people do. Yep, and that, uh, you know, because of this, like, somebody's going to have to be, at least two people are going to have to, like, you know, share their rooms with someone else and their toys because, you know, the kids need rooms and toys. And they're all like, but I don't want to share my room with my toys. Like, well, then you're going to have to be good or your mom's going to have children. 
Yeah, she might be able, if you're good, she can not spontaneously not have this kid. Right, because, you know, the female body can just shut that shit down, Chris. No, I see. I knew that. I knew it. I knew it. I told my (laughs) wife. Jesus Christ. She was like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, have you thought really hard about not being pregnant? (laughs) Oh, my God. We're terrible, Chris. We're terrible people. (laughs) I refuse to believe that's the worst thing that's happened on this podcast. That's probably true. <laughs> uh, yes, in just case it was for for legal reasons, we're joking. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a joke. We don't really believe that. For God's no. sake. I was making fun of that dude who from Missouri who said like, you know, in cases of rape that the female body can just shut that down because that's not the way the human anatomy works. Yeah, that's not the way anything works. <laughs> nope. And for the, for the record, people can't have dogs. Just want to point that out. Yeah. Just in case you're really confused. Oh, we, uh, we, we did gloss over part of the cat bit. Oh, yes. Yes, we did. Because it ties into the tagline. Because uh, dad, dad gets a call from mom on the secret rotary phone yeah. about how son killed the cat. And he's like, don't worry. I fucking got this. <laughs> and you know, Dad's not a good guy, but no, I mean, you gotta he's respect clever. the game the guy's got with this shit. Like, he's not—he's not a good guy, but he's clever. Yeah. So his plan is to stop out front of the house before he gets home, cuts up his his clothes, covers himself in what I assume is paint, unless yeah, in Greece right. you can buy small tins of blood. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Caro syrup. I don't know. Like it's yeah. He went to the fucking like uh like Halloween store and bought a a can of fake blood and poured it on himself. Cuts up his pants and shirt with a knife. Covers himself in fake blood, and is like your brother who escaped the confines of the of the uh, compound got accosted by a cat, the most ruthless of all creatures. Yeah, and he's dead now. Yeah. And that's what you get when you leave the compound without the safety of a car. And cats blah, blah, blah. fucking murder you. Yes, cats are yeah, they're nature's apex predator. Yeah, house cats. Yes. <laughs> and they have a funeral, which consists of them looking at the wall of the compound and hucking flowers over it, which is <laughs> fucking great. I don't know yeah. why that struck me. As just wonderful, but the idea that that's how they have to like pay their respects to their brother yeah. is hucking flowers over the wall. And because the s- you know, at some point, like something came flying over the wall, and they're like, "Shit, how do we explain this?" Oh, I know. They have like a secret older brother that they didn't know about till now, who had escaped the compound, and he's been like hucking stuff over the wall at them, and so for like two years or whatever. They've been dealing with this shit. You know, they've been having to like rump, talk about the fucking brother, and then like finally we can kill this fucker off. It was the dumbest idea we ever had. <laughs> and I have to admit, probably the funniest thing in this whole movie to me was during the funeral. The son fucking winds up that flower, gets like a running start, and just fucking throws it. <laughs> it is fucking hilarious, and I yeah. To me, probably not to most people who watch this. 
No, I think it's meant to be kind of silly and comedic. But also, but though he does teach the family how to how to repel cats. Oh yeah. Out of the compound. Yeah. And so he has the children on their hands and knees. And the mother, maybe too. Yeah, everybody like, but him. Barking like dogs to uh to scare away cats. Which is funny because they're saying like woof, woof, woof. Which is how you do it in English. But apparently in Greek, usually it's gov, gov, gov is how like they describe dogs barking. But they don't say gov, gov, gov in the movie. So I was like, huh, that's weird. But I don't know. That's just one of those things. Because, you know, animals bark, uh, dogs bark in different ways in different languages. That's how onomatopoeia works, I guess. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that was funny to me I maybe only me but but yeah so they had he teaches them to bark like dogs to repel the cats like you do yes but he doesn't call them dogs I, no he doesn't he ever mention it he's just that's the way you get rid of cats is by getting on all fours and going woof woof yeah um oh and at some point the father comes home and just dumps a few fish into the pool yeah, I don't 100% understand what was going on there. And the daughter, the youngest daughter's like, Dad, Dad, there's like two fish in the pool. Like, let's go get them so we can have dinner. And so he gets like his fucking like swimming trunks on and snorkel mask and his harpoon gun. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I'm pretty sure that you need one of those when you have a pool occasionally. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to clean the filters. You got to update. You have to refresh the chemicals, and you have to sh- use a harpoon gun for the spontaneously pool. occurring fish. <laughs> I'm a, I'm assuming it was a saltwater pool because like there was a bunch of shit floating around that pool most of the time. That was a big ass fish. Oh yeah, and so but he's like, actually, there's three, and she's like, oh, that last one must have appeared after I fi- went to go get you. <laughs> Yeah, like it's, she totally believes. Like, there's like there was only two there when I left. There's three now. I mean, I just appeared. Spontaneous how, fish how, generation. That's how fish work. We've learned this over the years that they just randomly appear in the pool. So, uh, at some point during all of this chicanery, he goes and picks up a uh, security lady, Christina. Yeah. And uh, she comes back for coitus. Yes. And she she's looking for some more of that sweet conolingus, but doesn't have the appropriate offering. Yeah, she tries to trade hair gel for it, and the oldest daughter's like, "What? Like the headband didn't even sparkle in the dark like you said it did." First of all. First of all. And so how do I know that this is gonna work? And so Christina demonstrates how hair gel works. By like frizzing her hair out, like 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 you know, like sticking her hair out with it. Yeah, she and, gives herself some fucking sick ass mall bangs. Yeah, <laughs> and and oldest daughter's like, I don't know, that doesn't really do it for me. Like, what else she got? And then she opens up her bag, and there's VHS tapes in there from fucking like Greek blockbuster or wherever. I like Greek blockbuster. Not, yeah, she's like, what about these? And Christina's like, uh, no, I can't trade you those. And she's like, well, if you don't trade me these, I'm going to tell my family, my parents, about trading a headband for licking. And 
Christina's like, okay, fine, but I need these back next week or else I'm going to get extra late fees. Yeah, because that's a thing that you used to have to worry about. Yeah, well, I mean, she doesn't mention late fees, but you know that it's late fees. Yeah. And, and, uh, let's see. Uh, and so, yeah, she gets the video. And so she, like, stays up late one night watching movies. And the dad catches her. And she's like, oh, I just couldn't sleep. So I just came out here to, to sit and relax. Like you do. And, uh, so dad's like, okay, fine. Go to bed. Yeah. Just, just go to bed. It's fine. Yeah. And so the next morning, she's like reenacting scenes from Rocky in her room with fruit punch, <coughs> maybe five fingered fruit punch. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, cause my wife was like, what the fuck is she doing? I'm like, oh, that's Rocky. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, it's like she's reenacting a scene from Rocky. And she's like, oh, okay. Why is she making that face? I'm like, well, cause that's, just, that's her. I'm getting punched face. <laughs> yeah. And um, then. We also, also, uh, go ahead. We also learned that she wants to be called Bruce now. Yes. Yeah, because people have names. Yeah. She wants her name to be Bruce. And so her and the younger daughter, uh, practice calling her Bruce and her reacting to it. Yeah. And I think it was at this point that I realized, holy shit, they don't have names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I just called the one Mumbles, so I kind of had one name in there. But then, yeah, you're like, oh, wait, they call her the eldest, and she wants to be called Bruce. They don't actually call each other by a name ever. They have, like, Mama and Baba, which are, you know, Mom and Dad. But, but yeah, and then um, and then she chases the, uh, the, the brother, the older daughter, Bruce, chases the son around the pool as a shark. While reciting lines from Jaws, yeah. So obviously, those were the two movies that that had been in those uh, those cassette tapes. I think Bruce is from Jaws, right? I think so. Not I don't remember Rocky, Bruce and Rocky anyway. Yeah, there's no Bruce and Rocky. If she wanted to be called Mick, I would have thought it was Rocky. Yeah, if she was talking about eating thunder and crafting lightning, or the other yeah. way, I don't remember or, <laughs> the direction. Or or crack catching chickens or you know yeah. anything like that. And uh And so the dad finds the videotapes? Yeah, realizes kind of what happened. There there is a really it, it it's really unpleasant. There's a scene where him and the mom are talking but they won't speak. So they're oh, just yeah. doing like the exaggerated mouthing. They're like mouthing words at each other. And it, it is wildly unpleasant for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's really creepy. And it doesn't help because like one, like they're not saying anything, but two, they're saying it in another language. So their mouth movements don't make sense to you. If you're watching them, like I'm sure if you like, lip red Greek, you would be fighting back. Like, okay, this is less disturbing. But the fact that they're just moving their mouths in nonsensical ways at each other, it's really bizarre and really disturbing. <laughs> and, and yeah, they come to the conclusion that, uh, Christina is a bad influence. Yep. She needs to be eliminated from the family circle. Like that comic right. strip. 
Yeah. So she just becomes like a line with footprints, a dotted, a dashed line and footprints around the house from then on. Yeah. But uh, so the father first uh, punishes eldest daughter by taking the videotape and telling her to go get the duct tape. And he duct tapes one of the video cassette tapes to his hand and then proceeds to beat the shit out of her with it. Yeah, it is, uh, it is so weird and unpleasant. I, like, I don't know if they used like a foam rubber cassette tape or what, but he is just going for it. Like, I, it looks like he's just wailing on her. And it's like, and the sound design is good, and her act, reacting is fantastic. Like, it is really unpleasant. Yeah. It, it looks I, like he's just beating the shit out of her. I always rewild that scene just to be like, is he really beating that poor girl with a fucking VHS tape taped to his hand? Is that really happening? Yeah, I mean, it is it is legit upsetting. Uh, like upsetting in a good way, but it is legit upsetting. <laughs> and then he goes to Christina's apartment and compliments her on the apartment and you know how nice it is and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking to her and then he goes over and he unplugs the VCR from the TV and then he picks up and then just beats her with it. Yeah. Beats her with it and then says to her, I hope your kids are as bad as you are. Like, what the fuck is any of that? For corrupting my pure children. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, first of all, maybe you should have had some red flags, Christina, when middle-aged man was like, I'm going to blindfold you, drive you out in the country, and you're going to fuck my weird son for money. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I no disrespect to sex workers out there. Yeah. That but seems you know, like a weird setup. Yeah, like, you probably should not end up someplace you don't know, having sex with someone you don't know. For money or not money, like safety, safety first. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, do, do whatever you do. I got no problems with it. Just, Just protect yourself. Yeah. You know, like you wear a hard hat when you go to a construction site. If you're going to bang someone, know where the fuck you are. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, just. Seems it seems like common stuff to me, but yeah, I digress. Yeah, and uh, and it's not her fault. It's just you know she should be doing these things, but it's not her fault that any of this happens. Yeah, um, the dude, the dad is obviously a fucking psycho. <laughs> um, they uh, oh, oh, and at one point the uh, the eldest daughter. Asks the mother. Now they translate it to, to pussy. Like, what what does pussy mean? And her mom's like, What? Where'd you hear that? She's like, Oh, I saw it on one of the, the boxes on the of the video boxes on the TV because apparently they left the porn tape out somewhere or something. Now the Greek word they use is muni, which is more like uh see you next Tuesday is the is a better translation of that. It's like it's the C word. Huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like when she's like, what does Mooney what does Mooney mean, mom? It's like she's not asking what does pussy mean. <laughs> well, I mean then, that's an American hang up. No, well no, no, because my 
my wife asked her mom what it meant one time and her mom was like don't you ever say that in front of your father <laughs> fair enough <laughs> so no it is it is definitely uh, not a good word for uh for the the female anatomy it is a vulgar word for the female anatomy um it means light though according to mom yes <laughs> like if you and were to shut off the overhead pussy it would be very dark in this room yeah. <laughs> which is kind of great i'm not gonna lie and at one point before before all this happens christina tells um brother that he's like a zombie and so, oh yeah she had a dream where he was a zombie yes and so he's so she's like she's like you know what a zombie is right he's like oh yeah i totally know what a zombie is like two minutes later mom what's a zombie <laughs> small yellow like, flower oh. yeah it's a small yellow flower he's like so he's mowing the lawn he's like hey mom i found a zombie there's some zombies out here oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um so you can see though that the daughter is starting to get the eldest daughter is starting to get a little suspicious as to what's going on. Well, we um, we have skipped an important plot point. Which one's that? About the dog tooth? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse so, Chris. Elaborate upon the dog tooth for us. So in this family, certain milestones are judged by your dog tooth, which is the canine tooth. And, yeah, and that's actually the, the, the Greek name for this movie literally translates to dog tooth. And uh, you're allowed to leave the house once your dog tooth comes out. Left or right, not important. Just you know, once your of, dog tooth. One of them needs to fall out. Yeah, and when it grows back, you're allowed to get in the car to actually leave. So yeah. the first your dog tooth falls out, which means you're almost there. It'll come back, and then you can get in the car and drive out. Yeah, I think you may be allowed to ride in the car out of the out of the compound out of the house if your dog tooth falls out, but you're not allowed to drive the car until your dog tooth comes back in. Yeah, because yeah. you know and we're I'll, sharks. Yeah, because obviously father's dog tooth has fallen out and come back in because he drives out in and out all the time. Yeah. Also, don't your like didn't their teeth fall out when they were kids? Don't they remember like their canine teeth coming out when they were kids? A fair question. Just you know, that's a thought that I'd had, but actually, I don't remember losing any of my canine teeth. I only remember losing a couple of my molars and like one of my front teeth. Or no. Both my front teeth, because one Christmas, by one Christmas, I had lost both of my front teeth. So, of course, we sang in, in like, kindergarten. We had to put on, like, a little, like, Christmas show because we were, it was a, it was a kindergarten run by a, a uh, Catholic hospital. So, you know, we had to have, you know, our Christmas pageant. And so we had saying, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth missing my two front teeth. Were you the star? I was not. That seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I'm glad I wasn't. And as as a noted actor with a few credits under my belt, <laughs> I I feel like I'm I'm well enough versed in the industry to say that. Yeah. 
No, we sang oh, I Want for Christmas by Two Front Teeth. We sang Away in the Manger. And that might be it. I mean, who wants to see a bunch of kindergartners sing much anyway? So that That's that attitude that never got you to the level of stardom that I found. I guess, yeah. Oh, well, I'll just have to settle for being a middle-aged white guy with a podcast. You know, that's unique. Yeah, nobody's ever done that. <laughs> yeah, well, if you need to, just put me down. I was okay. uh, extra 126 in milk money. Yep. So <laughs> you put yourself on IMDb as uncredited. Christabel Aloysius <laughs> Reynolds. I, I should. <laughs> uncredited. Yeah. Multiple scenes. Yep. <laughs> You're discounting my role as a uh, kid in regional children's program. I feel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went to one floppy show. Well, Dwayne Ellison floppy, which was a local, a local like show where they shake, you know, it's like cartoons. And then there's like a little break where a dude with a, it does a ventriloquist act with a dog in a box. You know, like, you know, a box that he puts his arm into and then the dog comes out the top. Yeah. But it was good. I loved that show as a kid. It was one of my favorite shows as a kid. And I, I was uh, I was on the Uncle Al show. I was the main player in a scene. I faced the wrong direction from the camera the entire time. <laughs> and laughed uncontrollably. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the beginning of my acting career. And they knew you were born for stardom. Yeah. They said, holy shit, get this kid to Hollywood. Or at least out of here. <laughs> yeah. They said, good uh, job, kid. Yeah. Way to go, kid. Two thumbs up. Um, where were we? Uh, oh, oh, this is where things get real bad. Oh, Yes. Because Christina's not allowed to come back to the compound anymore. But, you know, son's still going to have sexual urges. Never mind that, like, eldest daughter apparently already should have been having sexual urges. And youngest daughter may be having sexual urges any time now. But uh, there was the son's There was licking. Urges. There was, like, oh, yes. There was licking. But none that involved sexual organs. Uh, no, but there was looking without reward. Yeah. Yes. There was just offered licking. But, um, but yeah, only the son gets his sexual meets met, met apparently, other than the mom and the dad. Um, and since Christina's not going to be around anymore, they don't really trust bringing anyone else in. Apparently one of the daughters is going to have to bang the brother. So that he can get his sex. Because God forbid he just take care of things himself. Yeah, well, he gets to pick, which somehow makes it worse. Oh, yeah, because they're like, they're like, oh, we should just have the eldest do it. And the dad's like, well, but what if he doesn't want to bang the eldest? Like, we should just have him choose because, you know, you know, because he's the, the fucking prince. And uh, as my wife would describe it, she there there's some... Uh, some cultural things here too. Um, so they just, they have the son sit in a bath and then they have the daughters get in the bath with him and he's blindfolded or has his eyes closed. He closes his eyes so they can impartially judge their boobs and their butts 
to see which one he wants to fuck. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah, no. No, um, it's not. That, that... Wife, <laughs> it was it's super gross. It was even super grosser for my wife, who has a brother and a sister. So she's just like, ah. <laughs> Granted, the brother's the oldest, not the middle child in her situation. But still, like, it <laughs> It was, I just have a brother. Like, so the, this is all kind of abstract for me. It was a little more visceral for her. Um, yeah, so the older sister and the brother have sex. Yeah. And it is not sexy in any way, which is good because, ew, it's incest. Yeah, ew. Just ew. And then she makes up some lines. She says some shit afterwards that she, that sounds like they're from a movie, lines from a movie, but I don't think they're actually are lines from a movie about how if he does this again, she's going to fucking kill him and his family. Yeah. It's- so uh, she apparently is not going to let that happen again. Yeah. And then it's uh middle of the night. Yeah, there and it's and the parent the parents get woken up by the son howling in pain. Cuz youngest youngest is in his room and apparently a cat had broken in and clocked well, him in the leg with a hammer. Yes, that's what she says. <laughs> because the scariest thing she can think of is a cat because that's what she's been told. I think the implication is that he was trying to have sex with her and she hit him in the knee with a hammer. Yeah. Touching her. That's, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. That's what we thought too. It's not ever, it's not ever stated, but I think that's definitely the implication is that she was defending herself from being raped by her brother. Cool. Yeah. Cause you know, we got to keep everyone at home and uncorrupted by civilization. Yeah. Oscar nominated. Well, I mean, just because incest exists in a movie doesn't make it a bad movie as long as it's treated as it's a bad thing. Oh, and in fairness, it's it's not treated like it's a good thing. No, no. I mean, like, spoilers, I like Old Boy. I think it's a fantastic movie. Incest features in it in a point, two points, and it's not treated as a good thing. Oh, the hallway um, seat is so good. The hallway, there's so much of that movie is so good. The ending makes you go, fuck, this shit is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, if you haven't seen Old Boy, totally should watch it. The, the, original. the original, yeah. The Korean one, not the goddamn garbage American one. I mean, it's only garbage by comparison. I think it's okay otherwise, but the Korean one is a fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. In comparison, it's garbage. It's kind of like let the right, like let let the right one in versus let me in or whatever. Yeah, versus let me in. Let the right one in is fucking amazing. Let me in's pretty good, it's, but it's not. It's not on the same level as the original. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, um, where were we? Oh yeah, it's anniversary day for the parents. Yay! And it's. Time for the balloon light show musical number. Oh, oh, we also did. We did miss the point where they got to listen. They, as a treat, they got to listen to their grandfather sing, which was <laughs> Frank Sinatra singing "Fly Me to the Moon," and the dad translating the lyrics about how you should love your family and be loyal to them and be good kids. 
basically. Yeah, it's all real weird. It's so controlling and manipulative. Like it's it's timely, I guess. Like with the whole like QAnon like conspiracy theory bolt pizza gate bullshit that we've been having like for the last fucking 10 years or whatever but ugh, like it's still manipulative and terrible so uh they have a big a big party yep brother plays guitar and uh sisters are dancing younger sister taps out well, it's funny because like the, so the two sisters are dancing and the younger sister keeps the basically the older sister has to make up the dance moves and the younger sister is just watching to see what she does and then mimics it. So like at the first step or two, the younger sister is always like just a little bit off. But then like they do the same move for a few like a few steps and then the older sister has to come up with a new step and then the younger sister has to catch up with it. And it just kind of it just kind of struck me as kind of cute. Like I just thought that was funny. Like. Yeah, like, oh, it's like what sisters would do. Like, I'm going to make up the dance moves and you have to follow me. Yeah, but younger sister taps out. Yeah. And uh, older sister does the flash dance dance. Yes, literally like. Yeah, like, like one to one. Does the flash dance dance. Because I, I, I just started laughing. I was like, what? I'm like, this is flash dance. Like, these are this is the dance from flash dance that she does when she's in front of the uh, the board doing her like trying to get into ballet school. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, and I don't know why I know that off the top of my fucking head, but you know, I like dance movies. So that's probably why I know <laughs> I like musicals and I like state like dance movies. So, uh, you know, Hotlander can suck it. <laughs> Fair enough. Cause I don't think he likes either one of those things. And, uh, Mom at some point gets real mad because apparently she also is a connoisseur of flash dance. Yeah. And uh elder daughter, after all this, scarfs down a small cake mm-hmm. and heads up to the bathroom. Right. Where she and hatches. So first, well, at first they just show you the bathroom and there's like like a little like two and a half pound dumbbell just sitting on the sink. And my wife and I both go, why? Like at the same time, like why is there a dumbbell in the bathroom? And I was like, is she gonna be doing like arm exercises while she's brushing her teeth? Because like that seems like the kind of stupid shit they'd be having these kids do. Like I'm gonna do curls while I brush my teeth. <laughs> nope, that is not what they're gonna. That's not what that dumbbell is for. Nope, she's gonna perform some uh, real quick dental surgery. Yep, oral surgery. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't leave till you lose your dog tooth. So she just knocks her fucking dog tooth out of her face by smacking her face with a fucking two and a half pound dumbbell. Yeah, and it it doesn't come out clean. She's got to do it a couple of times. And she smiles every time she hits herself, looks to see if it's gone, smiles to see if it's gone, and then whacks herself again. You're just like... Holy shit. Yeah, blood splatter across the mirror. Nope, not yet. Whack. Blood splatter. <laughs> oh, God. Like, And again, it's the whole, like, that would have been bad enough in any movie. But in a movie where it's just so banal and muted 
and they just had like a silly dance number. And then I'm whacking myself in the face with a fucking dumbbell to knock my dog tooth out so I can get out of this fucking dystopic nightmare. Jesus Christ, does that hit you in the gut? And she, uh, she removes the dog tooth successfully. Yep. Scampers off and hides in the back of the car in the trunk there. Well, like blood is just pouring out of her mouth. Like, like they, there's a few times that she hits herself. Like they just, there's just blood pouring out of her mouth out of like the teeth holes or like the sockets in her gum that she's knocked her teeth out of. And then, yeah, she gets crawls into the trunk of the car and everybody's looking for her. They can't find her. The dad goes outside while the kid, the, the, the kids and the mom get on all fours and bark outside the gate to keep the cats away while he looks for the daughter. <laughs> it's fucking absurd. It's so bizarre. And uh, they can't find her, but dad goes to work the next day anyway. Yep. And we zoom into the trunk. Well, onto the, yeah, like, yeah. The, so the camera, like, the shot ends. It's like a, what, a five, ten second shot of the trunk of the car. Yeah. And then the movie just ends. Yeah. Which implied to me that she she didn't survive. Like, either she somehow bled out from her tooth, like her oral surgery, like she just bled out over the course of, like, eight hours or ten hours, whatever it was, that she was in the car while, you know, before she got there, or that she was just too scared to open the trunk. Yeah. To find out what the real world was. But that's and, dog tooth. Yeah, that's dog tooth. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? It sure is a thing to watch. I mean, I'm on record that this isn't really my cup of tea. I'm into schlocky garbage. I think that's a well-known fact at this point. I'm way more of a garbage nonsense movie. Exploitation. Yada, yeah. Yada. That's my that's my wheelhouse. But <sighs> there's something to it. I'm not going to say there's not. It is the juxtaposition of the mundane and just how how stuff can spin out with the mundane when you don't let the real world interfere with your fictional world. I think that this movie suffers a little bit for an American audience because there's definitely some cultural stuff going on in this movie that doesn't translate super well and it the same thing can be said for a lot of stuff that we've watched because we've watched our share of you know like Japanese Suicide Club for example yeah or Tag or well Tag I think we got a decent or uh, uh what was the oh what was the movie with the gut monster flying around I don't remember Oh, uh, Mystics in Bali. 
Oh yeah, yeah, the heads, yeah. Yeah. There this suffers a little bit from an American set of eyes because it's just some cultural stuff. There's yeah. some context you don't get if you're an American because what do you know about Greek anything? Probably nothing, you stupid American. Although the can I go back to Mystic and Boy for just a second? Yeah. What one of my friends um loves vampires. Like he's like he loves he loves vampires. And so he was telling someone from Asia that he loved vampires and the the person's like, why do you love vampires? They're, they're stupid. Like, he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, goes into a whole, like, you know, like, and, and this dude is literally a doctor of philosophy. Like he has a doctorate in philosophy. So he's a doctor, he's a, a PhD in philosophy. And, um, he starts going into a whole, like, you know, like, you know, vampires and, you know, drinking the blood and, you know, all the symbolism and yada, yada, yada. And the five guys were like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, like, cause you said vampires. All I could think of were like the hopping vampires from like China that like just jump around and they're really dumb. <laughs> but yeah, so that was like the whole like mystics and Bali, like also like the whole floating heads with the entrails hanging out is also like a type of vampire technically. And you know, like, she's like, I love vampires. Like, what are you talking about? Like, the guts hanging down there with chick, you know? <laughs> it just made me think, sorry. Total, total tangent, but that just made me think of that. But this movie is... It's not the most well-paced narrative. But, man, is everything else around it really good. The... The cinematography is top notch. Did you notice that there were like little um, imperfections added to like the grain of the movie at times to make it look a little older than it was? Yeah. Okay. I noticed that too. I was like, huh, interesting. Like it wasn't like, you know, like in video games when they add like that whole like grainy filter to things to make it look like, oh, it's a, it's a film from the 50s, you know. But no, it's there's just little imperfection as added here and there. Like it was transferred off of someone's home video, like her, their eight millimeter or something. And it's, it's just subtle enough to be good, but, but without being overbearing. I, I actually am into the fact that there's basically no score to this movie. There is the, yeah, we hear music like three times. And normally that's something that, I, I'm not into. I like a score. I like a soundtrack. I think it can enhance it. But I think that just speaks to the confidence on the director's part. Well, I think also diegetically they would not have had music because they wanted to, they, you know, because music corrupts. Like, your music carries bad messages. Yeah. You know? Well, like, music is inherently the outside world. Yeah. And it was funny though because I, I totally like we were one of the songs he was playing the radio. I was like, oh, that I turned my wife and said that sounds like one of your mom's like that sounds like your mom's music like because there's her mom loves being from Greece. She loves Greek music, but it's a very specific kind of Greek music that's from like the fifties or sixties. It starts with an L. I forget what it's called. Um, but I was like, that sounds like we like like her like like Marinella or something is one because that's one of the singers that she loves. And then we get the fucking credits, and it's like, oh, Marinella, and I was like, yep, I called that one. 
you can definitely tell that this is the same guy who did Killing of a Sacred Deer if you've ever seen it. Which I need to see, I think. It has a lot of similarities. It's it's a very dreamlike. I would recommend this with an asterisk. Just know what you're getting into before you get into it. This isn't a... I'm a couple of beers in on a Friday night. We're just going to throw this on. <laughs> Laiko is the name of the music style that I was thinking my, my mother-in-law likes. Yeah. But yeah, I think... No, yeah, this is definitely not like, hey, let's just throw this off for shits and giggles. This is worth watching... But you have to be ready to watch it. Yeah. You can't just... It, it can't be Friday night. You got the kids in bed. Let's throw something on and just hang out and watch a fun movie. Because it, it ain't real fun. <laughs> no. It's but, fun like Solo is fun. Yeah. That actually was a movie that popped in my head a couple of times <laughs> while watching this. Yeah. Like I said... It reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite, but it is nothing like Napoleon Dynamite. Like, Napoleon Dynamite's fun. This movie is not fun. I think it's worth watching as long as you know what you're getting into. And you're not expecting a narrative-driven story piece. As long as you're ready for it to, to meet it on its terms and let it do what it's doing... I think it's it's a pretty interesting movie, if nothing else. I say give it a go. This is not entry level. This is definitely an advanced class. Because it's not... It's not splattery. It's not exploitation-y. It's got something to say. But if you meet it on its terms, I think it's a pretty good show. What do you say, Troy? Um, it's it's an experience, is how I describe this movie. I can't say I liked it. I can't say I enjoyed it. I will say I'm probably glad I watched it. Um, it definitely like makes you feel feelings, which I always enjoy in a movie. Like if, if it gives me like, if I have a visceral response to a movie, I consider it a successful movie. And I definitely had visceral, visceral responses to this movie. So it is a successful movie. Um, like I said, like I've probably said too much during the podcast, like just the, the sheer banality of most of their existence really makes the violence and the horrible like things pop even more than in a movie where the baseline is higher. Um, and, uh, the, you know, my, and my wife, you know, I will, I would say, yes, people should watch it or, uh, or to, to use Greek, nah, people should watch it. Um, my wife also kind of agrees, but I think it's more, again, with a huge asterisk of this movie is kind of fucked. Uh, don't like, don't watch it expecting to have a good time. Watch it expecting to have an experience because that is that is what this movie is. Um, it's like if if Napoleon Dynamite wasn't a comedy and it was more of a psychological dystopian horror, uh, that's what this movie is. Yeah, this is definitely not 
a watch with your kids in the room kind of a movie. Unless you want to be like, see, kids, this could have been you. Look how good you have it. Yeah. Also, I'm not a parent, so don't take parenting advice from me. I am a parent. And don't take parenting advice from me. <laughs> um, so, uh, what are we watching next week, Chris? We're watching Lulz? L-U-Z? <laughs> Loose. Loose. Uh, suggested by Dummy Act. That's, that's Spanish for light, Chris. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Dummy Act usually brings it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm sure it's going to be interesting, if nothing else. I think it maybe involves a demon, if I'm correct. I'm don't. Yeah, that's just what popped into my head when I heard the name of the title. I was like, oh, that's a, like a demon movie, right? Um, so that's all I got. So, what if other people want to recommend movies that I don't know how to pronounce? How would they do that? Well, well, they could call Hotlanta at six one two five five five. Uh, no. Whoa, uh, whoa, no no phone numbers. We learned our lesson about phone numbers. <laughs> oh, that's right. Even the ones we think are fake numbers are real numbers now. <laughs> if you're listening uh, to this yeah. lady I called in the middle of the night one night, real sorry about that. I thought it was a fake number. I didn't know. I blame Edward Furlong. Um Yeah, no. Uh you can reach out to us reach out to us on Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You could email us at Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com. You could talk to us on our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. you could go to our subreddit at r slash SHP podcast, where I have upvoted things occasionally, but we don't see a whole lot of action there. So if people want to comment there, we're happy to respond. Um I think that's one of the good ways to reach us. And if you want to listen to us in some other format than you're already doing, you could uh, find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or Google Music, or YouTube Music, or whatever the fuck that's called now. Um, basically, any of your, your podcast aggregators can find us if you search for Slaughterhouse Princess, uh, including iHeartRadio, I think. Hotlanta likes to bring up for some reason. Yeah, you think he's time. getting paid. Yeah, that's like he's yeah, I think maybe he's getting a kickback that we don't know about and we're not participating in. So maybe fuck you, iHeartRadio. Definitely. Maybe. Uh it's clear channel, so yeah, fuck you. Um you know, and then if you want to buy merch, you can go to store.sarashprincess.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.starhouseprincess.com where we will put your funds to use to, you know, pay for our server space. Yeah. You know, things like that, that, you know, all of us use. And thank you to all our patrons. Yes. Thank you. You, you are why we are here. So thank you very much. So come back next time for lulls or lose or whatever the fuck I was supposed to say. And what other podcasts think about movies will become borrachos about movies. Bye. Fuck it. It's not worth it.